When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Tales from the Wild Wasteland and other stories. The Gravekeeper. A little late in the day for wanderers, don't you think? <sighs> All right, you. I suppose it's time for one more. Let's just uh, see who it is we have here then. <sighs> think you're one of ours, are you? No. No, you're a bit too uh, juicy for that. <laughs> mm. Oh, dear. <laughs> Listen to that. It sounds wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> too fresh, maybe. <gasps> I just mean that you're not prepared enough to be from around here, so... <gasps> Poor bugger. You're the third this week at... Uh, must be getting right desperate out there. Oh, oh well. I won't do much good dwelling on it. Might as well see what you've got in your pockets then. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> well to do, fellow, aren't we? Look at that. Calfskin wallet. Near full to bursting with gold and platinum charge cards. <laughs> Not that that's anything to anyone these days. I'm afraid all the American dollars in the world can't buy our way out of this mess, eh? <laughs> so, Mr. Kieran Hawk, is it? Whew, 
pleased to meet you, dear. Yeah, I'm Beth. I'm with. Uh, yeah, I suppose you could call me a gravekeeper by trade. Which means uh, you found yourself in the right place, haven't you? Hey, yeah, there's a strange sense of rightness to that, isn't there? <laughs> As if your feet brought you all the way to the spot you needed to be, come hell or high water. <laughs> yeah, made it in before last call, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Some fortune we ran into each other, hey? Lucky duck you are. <sighs> oh, everyone deserves a, a proper rest, after all, hey? Come on then, let's get you up on the sled while there's still daylight to be had. Alright. Mind the gap! Well, we'll have you in the ground right alongside the rest of them before you know it. Just how happens we've still got plenty of vacancies. to the elephant in the room as it is. Now, it might very well be that I've gone completely off my mentals, which is uh, to be somewhat expected given the circumstances, I think. <laughs> yeah, could be said that it's even best case scenario, yeah? It used to be that uh, keeping up appearances was important to people. <laughs> this is bucket. Yeah, not anymore. No. Not since the end of the world came and went. <sighs> I say that's for the best, really. We used to spend a lot of time pretending to be people we weren't, and, uh, well, I'm much happier these days, you know, about the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, the Yanks got it far worse than we did, I mean. They say that ground zero for this wretched thing was across the pond. Mm. Yeah, whatever nastiness it was that turned wonderful and, yes, be honest now, some less than wonderful persons into a bunch of snarling cannibals, but, uh, who am I to judge? I mean, the news, when there still was such a thing, said they fought the so-called zombies over there with robots, if you can believe that. It's not much of a stretch to imagine those tin cans couldn't tell the difference between living and, well, less than living folk in the end. Mmm, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Not that we were much better here, of course. Huh? That'd be easy to say the Yanks had their heads up their collective all-consuming arse if we'd done any better ourselves. <laughs> Truth is... We were just another brand of lunacy. A different flavour. <laughs> yeah. Denying the whole affair till it was on our doorstep, right? 
It wasn't long before all that chaos made its way here, though, as anyone would have told you. The whole affair had no right to catch us with our trousers down, but it did. But where are we going, Commando? Bunch of Muppets. Wouldn't have honestly mattered, though, or anyone did. And Manchester, Birmingham, London. All in dark. Little lights being snuffed out all over Britain, one after the other. Been five years since. Full on tragedy, that. But, to be absolutely fair, maybe it didn't exactly turn out so bad for some of us. (laughs) What I mean is that before, well, you know, the big... Yeah. See, I wasn't the most upstanding of citizens. I never really found a place in that world of theirs, let alone any peace of body or mind. So it was that I met the end of the world while serving my time. (laughs) Her Majesty's. Yeah, on robbery, if you believe it. A British bonnie without a Clyde. It was exciting work, though. <laughs> Any of you bloody pricks move and I'll execute every last one of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, got that from uh, Pulp Fiction. Fantastic little film, that. Yeah, used to work really well, too. <sighs> oh, oh please, please, miss. Take anything, take everything. <laughs> Till it didn't work, I mean. Eventually someone got brave and I got uh, got nicked. Ten off to the clink for 20 years. I hadn't harmed a, a single person either. I mean, I'd never do such a thing, not, not as if they cared, the bougie twat. Anyhow, I was uh, mid-transfer to Downview in Sutton when uh, things started off. I was feeling a bit... Um, Carsick, if I remember it right. Stowed in the back of a hot armoured people mover with some of the other ladies. Suddenly, we stopped. Dead halt. Literally, as it was. Traffic as far as the eye could see. The officer, in a panic, bless his heart, told us that the, the zombies had made it to Britain and he was quitting the prison business right then and there. The best of luck to us, he said, just like that. With the turn of a key, we were free. Yeah, not the most responsible thing to do, but I wasn't about to lecture him. <laughs> People talk a good bit about second chances, but it's rare you ever get one in this life, isn't it? Hmm? I mean, I'm a big fan of the second chance. I like to think I've made the best of it. Found my place, after all. Mm. Oh well, that's enough of that talk. <coughs> We've made it. Wasn't much of a hike at all, especially when I've got good company like yourself, Mr. Kieran Hawke. Well, welcome to West Jam Meadows. I'll stay me you'll ever need. Uh, I'm not exactly sure who you were before you became 
well, you know, zombie, but uh, wouldn't have been right to just leave you out there in the fields, rotting, alone. Like you'd never been anybody at all. That's just disrespectful. Mm. So, I mean, well, I suppose it's the least someone can do. I'm not sure it's up to the standards of a good Christian burial or nothing, but, uh, well, if you're even one of those religious types to begin with, that's uh, something. Yeah. You'll be uh, properly cared for here, sir. That I can promise. (laughs) Feel free to ask the others if you like. Yeah, you've got a fantastic batch of neighbours, if we're being honest. (laughs) See? There's Sarah. That's the original Sarah, too. Yeah, first one we had at Westshire. (laughs) Oh, and that tombstone there. That belongs to old Parson Rex. Hmm. He was already here before uh, I took up the job of gravekeeper, so you can only imagine how surprised I was when he got up and crawled out from the muck one day. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's when I learned that uh, whatever this is, this sickness that gets into some folks, it... uh, It can get into bodies it's got no right or reason to have had contact with. As long as there's something that used to be human, there's uh, there's a good chance it'll regenerate. Scary, isn't it? Hmm. Now that's why I uh, stay on guard here at Russia. It's not just you wanderers we've got to look after. One can never be too sure when an old tenant might get a little restless and go for a stroll. <laughs> Fortunately, they never do get too far. See, they're a bit, uh, well, a fair bit slower than the ones turned while they were still alive. <laughs> See, they're all dried up. See, yeah, that's what I meant when I said you were um, juicier. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. (sighs) Yeah. See that marker there? Yeah. Well, that's none other than our Alex Doddy. Oh, he was a handsome fellow, he was. I mean, I would. (laughs) Not now, of course. Yeah, fresh too, much like yourself. (laughs) I nearly had my dear old Murray for lunch. Speaking of, where is that bleeding dog? Murray! Murray! Come here, boy! Come on! Come! There you are, you dirty old bugger! (laughs) Oh, whatever have you been up to? Never mind. Right, Murray, I would like you to meet Mr. Kieran Hawk. Mr. Kieran Hawk. Murray! How about you have a a sniff, would you? There we are. Oh, the good doggy. Boy. Uh, you see, once things kicked off, I figured out pretty quickly that uh, dogs have a sort of sense for you wanderers. Hmm. That's why you hate them, I suppose. Problem is that the only hound I have for the job is old Murray here, and uh, uh, he's not exactly the most 
mobile pup for a long trek, yeah. I mean, three legs and a will to please. He's got a spirit, you know, God bless him, but hmm, it's best he sticks to West when I go out on the town. As, uh, as long as you check out with Murray, then uh, you're good enough to be put to rest. There's <laughs> uh, nothing I hate more than doing a job twice. <sighs> well, I imagine it to just be, you know, wasting ammunition. Consider Murray the best way to make sure this arrangement we're entering is a permanent one. Sort of a good double tap, you know. Here we are, right beside Ms. Oberman. <laughs> well, you behave yourself now. She'll not have any cheeky behaviour from some rowdy new neighbour and his extravagant fancies. Hmm? <laughs> no. No, no, we've high expectations for tenants here at Westshire. <sighs> Mind the flowers then. As good as any. <sighs> yeah, it looks not to be a moment too soon, eh? Yeah, let's get you tucked in. would go on to care for the most recently deceased undead residents of Westshire Meadows for many years to come. In time, she would astoundingly fill every vacancy in the cemetery, save one. Beth would live peacefully until the hardy age of 92 years young. She'd diligently continue tending to each grave as if they were her own family and friends before retiring to her very own reserved stake of land. A simple marker and a personalised headstone made just for her. She'd secretly hoped that one day someone might just come along and tend to her grave, just as she'd done for countless others. To finish the job, tuck her in as it is. Oh. Well, that was quite dark, wasn't it? Well, if you really must know, she'd never actually get that wish of hers. Instead, a skulk of foxes would eventually build themselves a burrow beside old Beth's bones, and that graveyard, which she so diligently kept, would fall into disrepair, returning to nature as things do, with barely a trace of all that loving toil. Oh well. I guess it was good while it lasted. I suppose we'll just have to make do with these adorable foxes. I mean, would you look at them? What a consolation prize, listener. The end.
You're... You're still here, aren't you? That was it. That was our irreverent eulogy. Story over. Oh, come on now. It's not that bad an ending. Miss Silverton poured her love into the world, and the world would reciprocate by rejuvenating itself. It had used the bodies as fertilizer. The circle of life continues. No? It's poetic. There was even an adorable fox in it. All right. All right. I suppose we can have another one. I know what you're here for. So predictable. <sighs> Murray the dog, our bestest boy, would not survive until he was 92 years of age. That rascal would, however, sneak off and spend his twilight years just as he'd spent most of the ones before then. Primarily by rolling in the proverbial hay with some of the local strays, while Beth was out on the town gathering much-required supplies. No, really. Murray's prolific sexual escapades would inevitably produce a good half-dozen litters that would survive even until this very day. The proud zombie-fighting lineage of the bestest boy in all of Britain. But that, listener, is another story for a different time. We don't want to keep Hannah waiting, do we? Welcome back, listener. And it's been a while since I've been able to say that. We're back after our involuntary hiatus. So if you are listening to this and have stuck with us, thank you for listening to Red Fathom Entertainment content. And there's a lot more to come. Speaking about thank yous, thank you to the one and only Sarah Golding for her amazing take on Beth and to our friend James Holyoke for his cheeky narrator at the end there. I'm pleased to be able to make the announcement that, thanks to the support of my wife and this community, I've decided to make the jump to being a content creator full-time, which of course means a lot of positive changes for anybody who likes what we do. Stay tuned to our socials, as in the future we will be announcing some cool additional content, including some monthly get-togethers, and just really a ton of new positive changes as far as Red Fathom Entertainment goes, thanks to my new direction in life. Let's do this together, listener. Now for the canned outro. An Apocalypse has been brought to you by Red Fathom Entertainment and stars Amanda Hufford as Hannah, Will Hanford as Jameson, Jordan Rudolph as Mel, Tom Schock as Richter, and Abigail Turner as Callie. This episode was written and sound designed by Damien Sidlow, with sensitivity reading and editing by Max Shepard. If you like what you hear so far and would like to support the show, as well as other future productions like it, please stop by our website at www.cybernauticapod.com and find any number of ways to support the show as well as follow us on Twitter at Hanapoctical. Enough of that, though. Until next time, listener. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Night has fallen, the moon is full, and we're inviting you to listen to Canada by Night, a podcast where professional improvisers play Vampire the Masquerade. 
Detective-turned-vampire Everett Fry accidentally becomes the sheriff of New Haven, an experimental town where they're testing if vampires and humans can coexist. Stuck leading a ragtag group of officers, the Bruja bounty hunter Val, the gangrel news reporter Evangeline, and the Tremere blood witch Doris, can Everett keep the town running? Or will everyone end up liquidated by the Vampire Council of Canada? Trending on global fiction charts and produced by Dum Dums and Dice, whose podcast Dum Dums and Dragons ranked number two of all fiction podcasts in America. Listen now to find out why Canada by Night has been downloaded more than a half a million times. Canada by Night, its interview with the vampire, if it had all the characters from Parks and Rec in it. <laughs>